Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 3. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. If you follow me on Facebook, you know I posted this. Madonna said she felt born again when her daughter was born. And of course, rap artists, they rap about every evil, ungodly, awful, filthy thing. And they're killing, talking about killing people and guns and drugs and you name it. And then they get up and the first thing they want to say is, oh, I want to thank God. I'm so blessed. I'm thank God. You ain't blessed. Hey, people, I'm blessed. You're not blessed. That's not blessed. That's your own effort. And you'll answer to God for that. The word is hide. Am I the only one to have a problem with that or what? Okay. The word is hijacking. Of course, I'm dating myself here now, y'all. So I'm looking at this word yesterday, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, y'all remember uh, Billy Preston and Sarita? And they sang that song, With You I Am Born Again. I had to go YouTube that song because I had to hear it again. That is a beautiful song. It is, honestly, I'm sitting there listening to the song. It's called With You, I'm Born Again. It's from the 80s. I'm, I'm dating myself. Some of y'all ain't even know what I'm talking about. But it's from the 80s. Where y'all at? Come on. All right, some of y'all ain't telling the truth. All right. So, oh, I don't, I don't even watch TV or YouTube. All I do is pray and read the word. Okay, let's try that again, all right? You're in church. YouTube, internet, TV? Normal people? <laughs> and uh, so I'm watching this video, and Billy Prist, uh, Preston and Sarita, who went on to marry Stevie Wonder, by the way, and uh, this song, With You, I Am Born Again, it is the most beautiful song. I'm watching it on YouTube, and I'm going, I'm, I'm like crying, y'all. I'm like, this song is so beautiful. beautiful it's just a beautiful it really is a beautiful song hijack word born again and then we think of people living in sexual sin and living together and having children together and buying houses together nowadays and they're saying they're born again christians my point is the word is so hijacked nobody knows what it means anymore nobody knows what we're talking about when we say born again somebody say amen and if you're going to understand what the word born again means then we got to go back to the first place it was used and the first place the term born again was used is with jesus he said to nicodemus you must be born what again when we talk about the new birth listen to me close when we talk about the new birth or being born again the new birth is not getting new religion the new birth is getting new life can i get a better amen than that 
The new birth is not getting new religion. The new birth is getting new life. Although Nicodemus is religious and wealthy and godly and smart and amazingly studied in Pharisaic law, none of this can replace the need for the new birth. What Nicodemus needs and what we need is not new religion. We need new life. Can somebody say amen? We need new life. And I believe Jesus uses the analogy of the birth because birth brings life. In one sense, Nicodemus is alive. He's breathing, thinking, feeling, acting, walking, talking, singing. He's human. God created him in his image. But Jesus thinks he's dead because spiritually he's unborn. He needs life, not more religious activities. Life, not more religious zeal. He needs life, spiritual life. And that's what happens in a new birth. Life comes. New life happens at new birth. Point number two, after you experience new life, then you experience the supernatural. Look at verse two in your, in your text, saints, in the Bible. Look at verse two. This man, Jesus, came to Jesus when? By night. See, Nick at night. So y'all think Disney came up with that. Disney ain't come up with that. Ain't nothing new under the sun. It's in the Bible. The man came to Jesus by night and he said to him, notice that. Now there's a lot of discussion as to why he came at night. Uh, some say maybe he was timid and didn't want anybody to see him. Uh, some say maybe he wanted an uninterrupted interview with Jesus. We don't know. But listen, it's not so much important why he came, but that he came. Notice Jesus is always accessible to the one who comes. Am I right about that? I'm going to wait while somebody clap your hands and say amen. You ought to be happy because we all came. In John 6, 37, the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. Nick came to Jesus at night and said, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that you do. Think about this. For many years, everybody looked up to him. And now he's talking to someone who's looking down to him, not on him, to him. He's now talking to God in the flesh. The Christmas song. Hailed in flesh the Godhead see, hailed incarnate deity. And I want you to look at this statement really closely. We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these, what? Signs that you do unless God is with him. Then this is why I believe Nicodemus was in the unbelieving crowd from chapter 2, verse 24 and 25. Because he says no one can do these signs that you do except one who's come from God. Now listen, this is a great statement of faith. It's what some pious Jew would believe about Jesus. It's also what a Muslim would believe about Jesus. It's a very high view of God. Are you getting this? It's a very high view of God. He is from God. Oh yes, he's from God. He is with God and God is with him. Nicodemus is showing significant faith but he's also significantly wrong. Jesus was not a teacher come from God. Jesus was God who came to teach. You should write that down. 
Jesus was God who came to teach. He was God who came in human flesh to teach man. John 1, 1, we've been reading it. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Look at verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is only the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. What happens in the new birth is not merely affirming the supernatural. Hear me. It's not merely affirming the supernatural in Jesus. It's experiencing the supernatural in you. Verse two, Nicodemus says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. In other words, Nicodemus admits that Jesus is from God. He sees in Jesus a genuine divine activity. Jesus does the works of God. And did you notice this? Jesus doesn't say, you know, I wish everyone would see that in me. He doesn't say that. Jesus doesn't even, did you get that? He doesn't even respond to his statement. Oh, I know you're a teacher come from God because nobody can do all these signs that you're doing except one that's come from God. Jesus doesn't even respond to the statement. Jesus simply says, you must be born again. Jesus is saying, Nicodemus, seeing me as a miracle worker sent from God and giving me credit doesn't save anybody and it's not the key to heaven. The new birth is supernatural. It's not natural. Look at verse six. That which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. Oh, y'all come on. That which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is what? Spirit. The flesh is what we are naturally. And the Spirit of God is the supernatural person who brings about the new birth. Look at verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound and you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. The Spirit is not a part of this natural world. Are y'all listening? The Spirit is above nature. The Holy Spirit is supernatural. He is God. What makes the new life spiritual and what makes it supernatural is that it's a work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is making that clear that when that 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 when 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 the Holy Spirit is involved, the new birth comes and it's supernatural. It's not just the supernatural in Jesus. It's the supernatural in you. Nicodemus had no spiritual life, nothing supernatural in him. And Jesus is saying, Nicodemus, with all your religion and all your works, and as great as you are, you're dead. Pray for me. I want you all to pray for me. He saw the signs and they were so impressive that the natural mind drew the conclusion God must be involved. But that conclusion alone can't save. Experience new life, number one. Experience the supernatural, number two. And number three, experience when you are new birth and you're newborn, you experience a new nature. Look at verse three. We know you're a teacher from God because no one does the signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus doesn't respond to Nicodemus' statement. He simply says, you must be born again or you cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, remember, I told you the heart of the matter is what Calvary Chapel, the matter of the heart. And Jesus gets to the heart of the matter. Jesus is saying, Nick, your religion and all your study 
and all your discipline and all the law keeping. Yes, you pray twice a day and yes, you tithe to the church and you're a ruler and a senator and a theological professor and most churches would be glad to have you. But Jesus said, that's not enough. You must receive new birth. And I got to wonder, If Jesus didn't grab his face, what I wouldn't do and give to have a DVD of this one. Jesus grabbed his face and said, Nick, seriously, I'm telling you, unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. Nick, you need to be regenerated. You see, religion attempts to turn over new leaves on life. Regeneration transforms lives. Are you listening? Religion is, is man's effort to reach God. Regeneration is God's effort to reach man. Jesus said, you must be born again. You must be regenerated. And notice Jesus said, you must. Huh? You must. Because he knew what was in the heart of man. He knows that man will say with their lips they love him, but their heart really belongs to something else. Business, pleasure, sex. Jesus knows you will profess to know him, but deny him. Jesus knows there are so many professing Christians who drag the name of Jesus through the dirt and take his name in vain. The person who is not regenerated is unpardoned. Listen to me. The person who is not regenerated is unpardoned. That means unforgiven, unsaved, and without God and without hope. Jesus says, you must be renewed inwardly, receive a new nature and a new heart. Being born again means, and you should write this down, being born again means the spirit of God has come and taken up residence in you, and because of that, there is a radical change in you. Did y'all hear me? Being born again means the Spirit of God has come. Are you with me? And taken up residence in you. Are you with me? And now there's a radical change in your life. That's what being born again means. And I will tell you this. Listen, it is impossible for the spirit of God to live inside of you and there be no radical change. Oh, I need some Christians to say amen right there. It is impossible. 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 For God's spirit to live inside of you and there be no change. When God's spirit comes to live with inside of you, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Come on, y'all. All things pass away. All things become new. You are new. You don't look the same. You don't act the same. You don't hang out with the same people. You don't go to the same places. You don't do the things that you used to do. You don't dance anymore. And I ain't talking about dancing with the stars. You don't do nothing, none of that no more. I'm keeping it 100. Y'all say preach, pastor. I'm going to. You don't do that no more because there's been a change. And if there's been a change, then we'll see that change. And I think that's what part of the problem is, is that people are saying they're a Christian, but there is no change. 
So we're thinking, man, well, you know, they're saying they're a Christian, but there's no change. But they're a Christian. Listen, if you say you're a Christian and there is no change, I am sorry. I am left to conclude that you are not a Christian. You'll know a tree by the fruit it bears. I need the Christians to say amen. Uh-huh. If you say you an apple tree and I see lemons coming off your tree, you can say you an apple tree all day long. And I'm going to be saying, nope, you're a lemon tree. I'm an apple tree. You're a lemon. Apple, lemon, apple, lemon. Lemon, lemon. You're a lemon tree. Because we'll know a tree by the fruit that it bears. And if you're a Christian, then you will love God with all of your heart. If you're a Christian, then love will come into your life because Jesus said that they will know that you are Christians by your love for one another. It is impossible to become a Christian and there be no change. And listen, John writes the Gospel of John. You know he wrote five books of the New Testament, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, this Gospel, and the book of Revelation. And the Gospel of John, the first epistle of John, it, John drives home this very point. Uh, you want to write a few verses down? In 1 John chapter 2, verse 29, if you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. 1 John 4, 7, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. 1 John 5, 4. Everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. I have it for you on the screen. 1 John 5, 18, and we know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on what? Sinning, but he who was born of God protects him, and the evil one does not touch him. The new birth it's not like the makeup that a mortician puts on a corpse to make it look like it's more alive. Did you get me? The new birth is a creation of a spiritual life, not the imitation of life. The new birth is the creation of spiritual life, not the imitation of life. Religion is mortician makeup. Works is mortician makeup. Performing your ways is like mortician makeup. Somebody say amen. The Bible teaches you must receive a brand spanking new life, not a patched up one, not a made up life, not an imitation of life. Understand, church attendance is not being born again. Somebody, some people believe that they are born again because they go to church. Walking in the church doesn't make you a Christian no more than standing in McDonald's makes you a hamburger. Say amen. Some people believe that. Tithing is not being, being born again. Repeating some words after a preacher is not being born again. Turning over a new leaf is not being born again. Giving up something you love is not being born again. Your father's a preacher and your mother's an evangelist and your grandmother's an evangelist is not being born again. You are born again when you receive him as your savior. Is that right? But here's the good news. Listen, you're going to love this. Anybody can be born again. That's awesome. 
Somebody should get excited. Anybody can be born again. There's no limit to God's love. No person, no sinner that is beyond the reach of the love of God. God's love can reach the vilest of vile, the worst of the worst, the sinners of all sinners, the religious of all religious. Either way, there are no boundaries to God's love. Jesus said, you must be born twice. Now, listen to me. There are two births and two deaths. You are born of a woman and then you must be born again. And two deaths, physical death and spiritual death. Physical death is temporary. Spiritual death is eternal. I've said it before, haven't I? Born once, die twice. Born twice, die once. In other words, born once, meaning you come in the world from your mama and you don't receive Jesus, you die twice. You will die in this life and then you will die eternally. Born twice, meaning you come in the world from your mama and then you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you're born again, you die once because you'll leave this earth, you'll live eternally in heaven with God forever and ever and ever and ever. Born once, die twice. Born twice, die once. God wants you to be with him forever. God wants you to spend eternity with him. Jesus said, Nick, you must, not you should be born again. You must be born again. You must. You have to be born again. And if you're going to get to the kingdom of God, it isn't enough to profess Christianity and have the outward trappings of Christianity. You must know that Christ, the Christ of Christianity for yourself. You must be born again. And if you don't like this, listen, I didn't say it. Say amen, pastor. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what somebody told me. If you're not born again, you can't go to heaven. If you're not born again, you can't see the kingdom of heaven. If you say to people today, you must be born again, they will say, why? Jesus said, Nick, you must be born again. And in verse 4, he said, how? How? Nick perceives there is truth in what Jesus is saying. How about you? Jesus is clearly, listen, telling us, and I'm coming for a landing right here. Jesus is clearly telling us how to get to heaven and you either believe it or you don't it is as simple as that I take no responsibility for what you do with what I just told you none don't get me wrong I care that you go to heaven but it is not my concern that you make a choice for Christ it is my concern that I tell you what God says and be true to that. You have to make the decision what you want to do with what you have just heard. And that's why, listen, that's why I don't, you, have, you, have you noticed this? I don't have really long altar calls here at Calvary Chapel. I really don't. I've been in altar calls where the preacher's like, yeah, well, anybody want to get saved? Uh, is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? 
30 minutes go by. Is there one? And I'm like, I just, I'll raise my hand. I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. I'm like, okay, look, I'll just get saved. I just want to go to lunch, man. I'm just trying to get out. I don't want to go to lunch. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you're taking responsibility in an area that you should not. It is not my responsibility whether you get saved or you don't. It is my responsibility to be true to God's word, to tell you what he says, and then you must choose. But let me tell you something. I'm coming for landing. I'm almost done. If you, what do I mean when a preacher say in closing? Nothing, absolutely nothing. If you choose not to be born again, don't blame God. I leave you with these words written on an old cathedral in Lubbock, Germany. You call me master and obey me not. You call me light and see me not. You call me the way and walk me not. You call me life and choose me not. You call me wise and follow me not. You call me fair and love me not. You call me rich and ask me not. You call me eternal and seek me not. You call me noble and serve me not. You call me gracious and trust me not. You call me might and honor me not. You call me just and fear me not. If I condemn you, blame me not. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.